challenges remaining as you can probably tell i have a little bit of a cold but i am very excited to bring you this latest episode of no challenges remaining all by myself when i was in paris i couldn't get a good skype connection with my normal co-host courtney Nguyen, so i found three other lovely ladies to talk to there First, we're going to hear from Carol Bouchard, noted tweeter extraordinaire and a reporter for L'Equipe in France, and talk to her about French tennis. And then we're going to talk to Julie Rabe and Linda Christensen, who are the fingers behind the typing that makes all the transcripts in tennis, which us reporters and a lot of fans love oh so much. So I was all alone in Paris, but I found some people to help me get through the City of Lights without Courtney. It was rough, but we did it. And, yeah, so enjoy. And we'll be back to you with a normal show at both me and Courtney very soon. Bye, guys. So, due to some technical difficulties, Courtney and I couldn't be together this week. But I am in Paris, joined by the wonderful and lovely (laughs) Carol Bouchard, who I'm sure many of you know from Twitter, among other places. Carol writes for L'Equipe online and has been constant smiling face around the tennis tour for me when I travel around the world. So, bonjour, Carol. Thanks for being here. Bonjour, Ben. Thanks for having me here. How, how are you enjoying this, your year of tennis so far? Oh, this is your last good. tournament here in Paris. Yeah, the last tournament of the, of the season. And so far, it's been good. I mean, you can't complain when we have the, the level of game we had all the season. Some fantastic players, great matches. Semi-final of the French Open. Israel final. Semi-final between Del Court final in Wimbledon. The US Open final. Yeah, finally a fantastic weekend. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you, how does this tournament sort of rank for in, in French tennis? People really really care about this tournament or not really? I think, I think yeah, they care because we have French people. They love tennis. They love the show. Yeah. And Bercy is kind of the place where you have the concert of famous singers and everything. So it's the last big sports show in in France. So I think they like it, but they like it better when they have the best players in the world and the French players coming. So we had some difficulties like 2006 with the Davidenko party final, for example, oh, then yeah. no, you didn't like the tournament. No. No disrespect, but that was a little no, bit No, they can be disrespect. Disrespect is okay sometimes. <laughs> how, how, how about the French players? We talked about a bunch of them. Who would you say, of the French men, is the most popular player in France right now? Uh, I, I think it's a tough question. I think it's tough. I think between Tsonga, uh, Monfils, and Gasquet. Yeah. I think Gasquet was lower, but this season he proved to them that he was really caring, that he was putting the work. So maybe he's considered like he's the, the baby genius since ever. So maybe he <laughs> get this extra, okay, Mozart or something. Mozart. And, and Tsonga has been the best one of since past couple of, I don't know, three, four, five years. Yeah. So he's the one we think he's going to win the Grand Slam. And Gay is this crazy guy they love to watch. So I think it's those three. Is, do you get the sense that French tennis fans are frustrated with Gael ever? Because I feel like yeah, around I, the world people people yeah. are always a little bit, they love him, but they're also always a little disappointed in him. I think in the knowing people in tennis in France, yes, there's frustration because we know how far he can go and we know why he's not maybe there yet, but I think the general public, they just see that at the French Open, he's playing his best, he's yeah. giving everything, and the French fans, they mostly follow French Open yeah. and stuff, so they, they don't maybe see 
all the opportunities he's missing, they see this guy running everywhere. He's a very nice guy, so... Yeah, very nice guy. I don't think the general public is as maybe hard on guys and we can be. I think the general public, one person they were hard on this week was uh, Benoit Paire. When he was losing, uh, there was a lot of boos for him in the crowd and stuff. Yeah, uh, actually I think he was already booed at the start of the match from reading his palmares and stuff because last year already he had some issues with the public. Oh yeah, what were the the issues? It was just bad moody, he threw some rackets and they don't don't like it. Actually, you know, it's Paris, it's the PSG football team and Benoit is a, a supporter of Marseille. Uh, people I care think, about that. I think they care, and especially people who came in. On Benoit's side, I mean, there's some behavior you can't have here and expect that people are going to be fine. You know, they, they don't have to be inside the tennis world enough to know why you're moody, why you're grumpy or anything. So they took it as he doesn't care, he's not respectful. So they boo. And French people like to boo even. They've, they've booed Rafa, they've booed basically everything. It, it, it seems yeah. like a, a big yeah. national sport here, but Yeah, booing is quite the national sport. It's not, it's not always mean, you know, they're just having fun or they just want to tell you, okay. To stay engaged in the match. But they're everything at heart and I think they don't understand each other, the public and pair. And I think it's 50 50 responsibility. Yeah. So in the U.S., people talk a lot about, oh, when we have a next Grand Slam champion, a lot of people are, you know, mm. worried about it. Yeah. But, but for us, it's only been 10 years. Oh, you're going to be nice with me there. For you, it's been 30 <laughs> in France. Are people, which is now that now the Andy Murray won, it's the longest drought the of the Grand one. Slam yeah, nation. Yeah. Are people people worried about it? Obviously, we have Serena, you yeah, have Bartoli, yeah, you had Bartoli. The woman did well. We had Marie Pierce, we had Morris Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there are not... I think it's sense that people aren't as desperate here no, as they are uh, in the U.S. and Britain. How do you say new? Is that resigned? No. Resigned, yeah. Yeah, they resigned. don't believe anymore. So it's yeah. not being worrying. It's like they don't believe it's going to happen. So if it happens, well, wow, fantastic miracle. Because they think the, the era right now is so tough. I mean, you have... Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, Murray, and they all see that Songa is there but not quite there yet. Yeah. So maybe he can win a Wimbledon and a Australian Open, but they don't really believe he's going to win French Open. When he was in the semi-final this year, it was already, wow, this big, but not, uh, you have no worry or anything, they just don't believe it's going to happen. So, which is a pity, they should push and be maybe like behind Murray and say, okay, okay, you can do it, you have to do it. Nobody's telling them you have to do it. Maybe it's also the... The low issue. expectations. Yeah, and maybe the issue. So you travel a lot for tournaments. What, what, oh, what, 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 what's your favorite tournament you do? Tournament. Uh, Monte Carlo is beautiful yeah. because it's on top of the sea. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. So I, I love Wimbledon because it's like really British and for us French, it's, I like it. You know, it's old green and everything. People are. It's really typical. Yeah. And but actually, if I have to pick, I love the U.S. Open. Oh, really? Yeah, I love the. It's like a giant nightclub. Okay. And night and the center court is fantastic. Night session is great. I like the noise. So I'm not disturbed by it. So. You probably yeah. like that about Versi. Versi is like a nightclub also. Yeah, but you're indoor all the time. Yeah, sure. So I I pick, I pick the US Open actually. I pick New York. It's a good pick. Yeah. We appreciate that. <laughs> How long have you been writing about tennis? I'm writing about tennis since 2005. Okay. Oh, oh my God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that old. No, no. Yeah. And one of the things that I think a lot of people know you for is Twitter. Oh, You're yeah. one of the better Twitters. And you, and you seem to have a lot a lot of fun with Twitter, too. I love it. And you, and you, get, and you get really excited about yeah, things that happen on Twitter. I'm, I'm a chatty person, so I can't chat all the time on L'Equipe.Effort, like, but I can chat on Twitter. I think the relationship between people who are following and you, you can really, you learn a lot of stuff. 
about players, about fans, about tournaments, about what's going on. And you can really exchange information or just have a good love because it's sports, you know. It's that we're not dealing with politics, we are not dealing with yeah. you know, dying people, of health issues, or it's just sports. So it's huge. For me, it's part of the show. And I think the players now they took it like this. It's yeah. part of the show. You can have a, a good or a bad pun. You can get crazy or against someone, it's not that matter, but you have to be careful too because sometimes you forget that and you're but, watched. And people, people take things very like, know, on serious and sort of if you say something, is, yeah, yeah. if someone's like, how dare you say that about exactly, my favorite player? Exactly, you know? because that's, that's when the journalists realize that, wow, there's really some fandoms that are really hot on some players, and you can see the player's popularity, like Benoit Père, maybe people don't realize that he has a huge, huge following base already be compared to what he has done on the course. So that's interesting. Like on Twitter, maybe Benoit might even be more popular than like uh, Cascade. Mm, yeah. On Twitter. On Twitter. Just because it's a different personality. But somebody like Salisa Zavrinka, that maybe the general public don't know very much, since he's on Twitter, yeah. I think we've really learned to know who he is. So that's, that's interesting for some some players, definitely. So who, who is the best Twitter for you? It's tough to say. It's really, really tough to say. I think... Uh, I think Murray is hilarious. Murray's good to. now. He's really good. I think Karlovic had a great, great period too. But I think more and more, I mean, Djokovic gives a lot for somebody who has been number one yeah. and with many grand slams. And Federer just started, but he started Federer West. Federer good. He started the East Q and A was hilarious. No disrespect to Rafa Nadal. No disrespect. <laughs> Rafa is not... It's not maybe the, it's the, not very the media for him, you know, he's more yeah. the kind of being shy and being in his stuff, but, but he shared still a lot of pictures, and they all understood maybe the, the, the link with the fans, so even for Rafa, I think he's, he's doing quite good for, but Murray is, is really fun. When he's tweeting the, the baby turtles pictures before his Wimbledon final, I mean, who's doing that? <laughs> in, in France, how would you compare the popularity of men's and women's tennis right now? Is there, can you compare them more? Is it not close? In France? In France, it's a good question. I think France has always had a, a good love for the for women tennis because we had tremendous champions. Yeah. So I think they care basically about both. But at this moment, since more small, we had some you know issues to get a lot of players good at the same time. So maybe the boys they, they took the lead because we had Songa, Gasquet, Simon, Monfils, so many all weeks in weeks out, and maybe he didn't relate to Bartoli in the same way because personality-wise, maybe she was a little bit complicated at the start for general good word for Marianne, good word. But when we saw at Wimbledon, when she won Wimbledon, I mean, there was still a huge amount of interest and support. So I, I'm glad to say that maybe France is not that misogynistic about yeah. tennis. That's good. That's good. It seems like in general, like, I know people talk about like Spain. Like yeah, in Madrid, yeah, like the crowds yeah, there are so yeah, different for the men and women. Definitely, but we had the, you know, the final of the Fed Cup, I can't remember the year, between Russia and France in Roland Garros, and it was huge. So I think no, I think it's, it's quite balanced. It's quite balanced. So what, what, is your, what is your favorite and least favorite part about your job being my a reporter for Lekeep? My least favorite job is maybe the night station when you're leaving basically at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. and you're, passing, you're spending your whole day here. But it's just a little bit minus compared to the huge uh, bonus of being in the moment, leaving unbelievable matches. I mean, when Rafa is winning the US Open, and you can see him after 20 minutes, you know, among 10 people and have a night chat, you can't complain when you, you leave. So, so I like what you like, what I like the most. It's the, I think the, the impression that you're living a little bit of sport history from life, you yeah. can't ask for more, I think. Very good. Merci beaucoup, Kelo. De rien.
and uh, we'll see you around. Everyone can follow Carol on Twitter if you don't already. I can't believe you don't already. You probably do, but your name is Carol, C-A-R-O-L-E, underscore Bouchard, B-O-U-C-H-A-R-D. Yeah, so sorry for, sorry for all the people I'm spamming with my oh my god. <laughs> well, it's good that because, because you're a good tweeter because you tweet in both English and French. Yeah, I'm trying. Back to back, so that's very useful for people. And, yeah, Thank you. Thank Thanks you for very being much. here. All right. And also, we let our guests pick a song to play them out, like your favorite oh song. Oh my God, I'm so bad at this. What is your favorite song, Carol? I don't know, Karen? I don't have one. What is the song that you love? It doesn't uh, have to be the absolute best, but what is the song you love? I kind of like the entry on Eye of the Tiger. It's always <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have no idea why. I'm with, bad at this. With Eye of the Tiger. It's a good pick. <laughs> it's Carol Bouchard. I'm Ben Rothenberg. Courtney and I will be back together soon. Au revoir, folks. Au revoir. joined here by two of the women who have probably written more of the words that you've read in tennis than anybody else, guessing, probably a good guess, Linda Christensen and Julie Rabe, who are the fingers behind the transcripts that come out at all the big tournaments from ASAP, who does all the transcribing for the slams and a lot of the masters and a lot of other stuff, and they are here with me in Paris for C. Thanks for joining me, ladies. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. So... So, you guys are a fixture on the tour, it's fair to say. How, how, did, how, did you, how long have you each been, been doing this tennis game? Julie, start with you. I started when I was in school. Um, contacted the school for an editor, and I got to go. I met Jamie and did a few tournaments with him, and then I did legal work for about eight or nine years. And in 2005, got back into golf and tennis, and shortly after that, Thelma joined my Louise, and <laughs> we've been tearing it up. <laughs> so both of you, did you do legal work as well before? Because most because you are stenographers is a yes. good title for what you yes, do. Yes, so Most of that is legal courtroom type stuff. We are a little trained different. as court reporters. I did that for 22 years, yeah. and then uh, yes, about eight years ago, I was introduced to ASAP, and I started with a little bit of college football, but mostly tennis and a little bit of golf. So how do how do those? compare courtroom reporting and sports reporting, sports recording? It's very similar in that we do verbatim, an attorney and a witness question and answer. It's the international press asking the professional golfer or tennis player and it's question and answer in verbatim form. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what are the challenges of, of that, I guess? I mean, in terms of getting that thing, I mean, what, what it goes into, because obviously people have no idea, you guys don't use normal keyboards, you have your own setups there and stuff. No, the machine has 23 keys and there there are no letters on the keys to differentiate. Different key combinations make different letters and sounds and uh, it's more like playing a piano than than typing, I would say, and we call it writing. So we're, we're writing. Um, we're taking the words in phonetically, translating them to steno, which is then in a dictionary on our laptops and a database that knows how we write all of these words. So, so when you're when you're writing there, are you actually listening to and like judging what people say? Are you sure? You, you, you do make like opinions if someone says something you're like, oh that can't possibly be true as you're sure. typing it? Yes. She writes me notes sometimes and yeah. it's a good thing everyone can't see the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, and also if we if, if someone quotes a score that we were at a tournament that they're quoting from, we say, mm, we might want to check that because I don't think that went three sets. I think it was in two or, or similar kind of things. Yeah. Um, other times we go, oh, I didn't know that he's now number three in the world versus number five. Or, you know, we learn a lot and we follow what they're saying. And to do that, to check those things, our software has a, a an audio sync function where we can play it right at that spot and listen to that word and move on. And that's that's why we're so fast. So how so how many um, transcripts do you do at a given tournament? I guess obviously it starts with a lot more at the beginning mm-hmm. and a down, slam and a slam. So like let's say at a slam, like day one of the slam of main draw, how many are you doing? Well, there are uh, multiple rooms at a couple of the slams. Yeah, and at I the think, French and yeah, Wimbledon, right? Yes. I think we've counted maybe 30 to 40 on the first couple of days. In front, at the French Open, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They and have the most volume the first. They bring in all the French people. All of them. Yeah. They, they keep both rooms busy. Yes. Non-stop. Yeah. They're, that's, that's our busiest. The first week of a slam is very, very hectic, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> And then at, uh, say, a, a 1,000 like this, um, I'd say half a dozen, six to eight maybe yeah. a, a day. So really only bring in the very top people for the most part. Yes. And the locals, I guess. Yes, yeah. the locals. Yeah. And now the ATP has the mixed zones for late night stuff. So right. that Makes your life easier. It yeah. helps with the late hours, yeah. Yes. So but there is a lot of like late hours, and you guys have to be mm-hmm. here until the end, and a lot of mm-hmm. waiting around. Yes. In between. <laughs> the Australian <laughs> Open, we can say, we have the record. We, we actually did did Leighton Hewitt when he played Marcos Bagdadis in five. We had Leighton Hewitt's interview at 5.30 a.m., and we had been there since the day before at about, what, noon? Yeah. It was a very long day. <laughs> can I, can the sun was coming up when we got to our hotel room. So what, what do you guys do to kill the time? Do you watch the matches that much, or do you yeah. sometimes? Yeah. Do. You, you guys come out sometimes to the stands yes. to see you there. Yes, we do. We enjoy that in time. We can really only do that later in a tournament. Yeah. Uh, because they, it's a revolving door of interviews, but uh, we're transcribing and researching, and sometimes we have other transcription work that we'll fill in in between. Um, and sometimes we're just watching, catching up on shows. Thank God for words with Internet friends. Internet shopping. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Buying bathroom fixtures. Yeah, you go. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. So who, who, yeah, who would you say is the easiest player? to transcribe of all the ones you do? Who are some of the easiest? Where is it always that the English first language people are easier? Absolutely or not. not. They're the no. worst. Yes. Really? They're the worst. And, and Aussies claim to speak English, but <laughs> <laughs> no. And that goes for the, you know, not Andy so much, but Scots and, and the British, they're, they're more difficult yeah. than There's second languages. Even when, when they say the word's completely wrong or different, it's easier for us. Yeah. Than a very fast American talking with a lot of slang and no pauses for punctuation. Like James Blake, for example. Like yes. James. He's like very quick. Andy. Like the Serbians speak very good English. Their syntax yeah. is good, and even though they're very fast, uh, they're easy to, with their cadence, to to take down, as we say, verbatim. Sivanovic is one of the faster talkers, yes. right? Yes. We had She's clocked her at one time on our software at 330 words a minute, and that's in spurts, of course. But yeah, she can she can get up there with speed. Yeah. Who are the, who are the other fastest? Kleisters, I know, was really fast in her day. She is, but she spoke very good English and had a very good cadence too. Mm-hmm. Just like they say, we can get into it. We need to get into a rhythm too. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's why the faster, like Tommy Haas, German, oh, the, the Czechs, even if they're fast, it's very staccato and it's easy. But Tomas Berdyk. The broken up, you know, not finishing your sentences stuff is more difficult. Oh, the <laughs> the duo of Leander Pays and Radic Stepanek, oh, they <laughs> never come to press again. We'll be very happy about that. <laughs> they, they do tend to talk quite a they bit. They do. They and and, and Leander wants to give me dap at the end, and I don't want to give him dap. <laughs> I never want to give him dap. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so, who, but who are the other top players? Do they come in and just like you know, there's gonna be a lot of like having to double check stuff or go back over. Um, Sam Query. Sam Query. <laughs> he can be very fast, and if if it's say Indian Wells, <laughs> they get into his brackets, uh-huh. the bracketology, and he lists. Teams and coaches and bless his heart. We have a little voodoo doll for those times. Lots of pins in it. Yeah. Foreign, um, the Russians are actually fun to take, like the uh, Davidinkos of the world. He speaks like Yoda on Uh Star Wars, you know, and and says that's was a lot. And he's so funny, he laughs at himself and the room is quiet. (laughs) You feel for him. Because it's, it's, it's not always that like people with like worse English are harder. Like someone like uh, like Alina doesn't speak the most fluent or fluid English. Yeah. Probably pretty easy to transcribe. I'm guessing because it's pretty slow. Yeah. Yeah. She'll have a few. They'll, there's always one word or or yeah. Yeah. Petra Petra Kvitova is hard. Mm-hmm. Her English and and because she's intimidated. Uh, or um, uh, insecure, I think, about her English, she'll giggle at the end, and it buries the last five words of her sentence, and we say, I didn't get that either. (laughs) We don't know what that was. So I'm listening to it five times, ten times over there, slowing it down, speeding it up. We will do everything we can to get it. Somebody I've come to appreciate lately is Sarah Arani. Uh, the Italians are always funny to listen to, and yeah. they have that da da da, and I'm gonna tell you, and they have that kind of rhythm, and she's funny, and yeah. so, as is Roberta Vinci, I think. Rafa can be very difficult, and his his English improves, and you can always tell when he's learned a new word, yeah. or he decides that's going to be the one, and all week you'll hear, hear that in the press. Yeah. and he's decisive. big on, on souffres. Souffres. Yes. Souffres. <laughs> But we forgive him all of that. He yes. can say dubits for doubts, and <laughs> he can Pression. say he can say whatever he Pression wants. Pression is it? Is that yeah? What is pressure? Pressure. Yeah, uh, I had pressure. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Roger, I mean, because you guys see like he can be difficult at times. Okay. Roger speaks so many languages and gives so much to the press. You can't. I mean, we we get down on him sometimes just because he's in here for so long but he he can be very fast and he can the way he puts things together is same thing at the beginning middle and end but it's one sentence and you can't really break it up because of the way he says it that's the other thing you guys have to add punctuation Mm -hmm. and stuff that's a big part of your challenge because people don't speak in natural right and the other difficulty is you asked if we do watch tennis and sometimes we do it for homework because they can they can fire off their set scores or point breakdown, and they don't say it at a slow. They'll say, "I was down 15-40, you know, 30 love, da da da," and I was down a breaking of this. And we want to make sure that they we heard it correctly. And did they misspeak because we were watching that, and he wasn't down a breaking of 
whatever. He was up a break, and and they misspeak, and then we say, do we correct that, or do we say that's what he said? Put a little sick so that yeah. you guys know it's not our mistake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so you guys also were in the room for all the foreign press stuff as well, even if you don't always understand it. Which like, country has the most sort of interesting dynamic of that, would you think? China asks the most direct and sometimes unfiltered questions. Yeah. In English, though. But in, in English. The, in, yeah. When they go to the other language, the Italians are, are the definite top most humorous yeah. with each other. And you Cell phones going off. Yeah. Everybody interrupting. Yeah, because yeah, I see the... Cause in, what, which one you did the China tournaments this year? Either of you? I did. You did. So, I mean, they have the translators who do the questions, and they come out very blunt a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. people asking Andy Roddick, like, oh, so when are you going to retire? Mm-hmm. Andy, before, like, you know, a couple right. years ago, before he did. Yeah. Actually, last year, so they were pretty close on guessing when he would, so yeah. some credit to them there. But, yeah, yeah, it's just the players seem to get a little, from the transfers anyway, take a little bit more umbrage to that than yeah. they might and otherwise. And I can't remember the verbatim question, but I know in Shanghai a few years ago, they actually asked Nikolai Davidenko if he didn't, it was words to the effect of, uh, did he think he didn't come get requested for press conferences more often because he just wasn't all that good looking? <laughs> and there was a question once about Roger and his big nose as well. They to just, Roger? Yeah, to Roger. So they just don't they have they, no filter, as no. we would say. No. That can be fun, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. Can't believe they say some of the things. Do, do, you, what, what's your, do you have a most memorable moment? You have to press? tell about the the press conference sound test in China. It's the best. Story All ever. right. <laughs> okay. In Beijing yeah. last year, uh-huh. um, for every volunteer at another tournament anywhere in the world, for every one volunteer in China, there's about five or seven. There's just so many of them, and they're young people. They're usually going to university, and and they all have you know these long, long names that probably four X's and a Z in there with four vowels in between that I would never be able to pronounce. But they say my name is, and they say it, and then they say, but you can call me Susie. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, and then some Susie days they change their name from, oh, you can call me Anne today. They did change it. Yeah. So they always, always want to practice their English and um, they want acknowledgement that they're speaking in English and can they converse and so last year they were doing a sound test and one of the young Chinese girls is sitting at the dais and they have this uh, they instead of saying testing one two they go way 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 you know that's their testing uh-huh. and she's up there and she said testing one two testing one two and I said hey that was very good English you know giving her a pat on the back and she goes thank you and um, then she spoke some more and said more English words and someone in the back clapped for her and she said thank you thank you for the hand job up the things that happen in our room when we're alone sometimes. And one year in Doha, there was a fully... Most of the time it's us saying yeah. things. I can, I'm well aware of that, yeah. yeah. One year, I was. it was my first tournament in Doha, and uh, the my contact there is in... He's in, in full garb, and he. Uh, I, I said, I'm doing a sound test. Could you please say some words in the, in the microphone? And he just would say, hello, and then he'd stop. 
it'd be like a 10 second pause and I'd say please keep talking so I can get a test and so he'd say hello and I said please continue talking say anything I said just say your alphabet and he goes your alphabet <laughs> that I go it. thanks for that that helped me out a lot That's useful yeah mm-hmm. you know I'm good thumbs up <laughs> no that was you know Pretty good. So, what are your, what are your, how many tournaments do you each do a year? And I guess, what are your favorite stops on the, on the tour? Because you guys. Our favorite, I think we'd say, is Indian Wells. Okay. It's a popular yeah. pick for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just really good. easy there. Beautiful it's weather, busy, beautiful yeah. facility. We rent a condo. We usually have a, our own pool. And yeah. The, very the nice. lemons are blossoming. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Tournament. I think we do. Probably between us each, maybe, I think I counted up, I did 14 last year. Mostly I count the weeks I'm traveling, which is about 26 weeks a year. That's a lot. Yeah, about half a year. Less than that. I'm trying to make mine in blocks with longer breaks. She'll do seven weeks in Europe and six weeks in Doha, Australia. Yeah, I won't do that. Do the players ever, like, ask you questions about your machines? Okay, the best that happened. Andy Murray players. asked me last year in Brisbane. He, you know, the smaller tournaments, when there's not so much pressure, they'll, yeah. they'll be a little more personable. And, and he, I hear he's a gadget geek anyway, so mm-hmm. he, he said, hey, I, I see you all over. Can I ask you a question about that machine? And I gave him a little tutorial, and he thought that was pretty cool. And Djokovic at the U.S. Open, our other colleague Jamie was writing, and Julie was there that night, so he came down and actually wrote on, on the... the keys and, and anyone who ever does, it doesn't matter how grown up you are, when they make a word come on the screen, it's like they're two. Oh, oh my gosh, I made judgment! Or, yeah... <laughs> Roger, I have yeah. a brief for Roger Federer that you just hit RF and it comes up Roger Federer. And this year the Japanese uh, news team, Wow Wow, at the U.S. Open interviewed us. And the, the She's very famous in Japan. The, I can imagine. The gal that, yeah, interviewed us. I showed her how and she just... Like a little child opening Christmas presents or something. But Novak did the same thing. He made the same... Yeah. Excited noise that he had that he had made a word come out. So yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Anything else people should know about your your work oh, in this world? Oh, we haven't... a girl's got to have secrets. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we should publish too much about what we do on the tour. Well, you, your work is always very appreciated. You guys are fast sometimes. I mean, like especially when there's two of you at one yes. place. Yeah. Many times where you get back to your desk and it's already there. Most so. of the time, well, I'm well, I'm emailing it by the time. Basically, we just always, we you know we are very lucky, and we love what we do. And, and yeah, we just love what we do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And we're yeah. lucky to have you guys, so thank you very much for being here. Uh, we let our guests pick, like, an outro song for their segment. Do you guys have, like, a personal ASAP anthem, <laughs> perchance? Oh, Rob Thomas, she's so mean. Yeah. For, for Julie. <laughs> for okay. Me. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Thanks, thanks guys. <laughs>